Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Coffee Chug, and I wanted to give a little intro to this first episode of the new season on Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. This is a really special episode for me. This was a interview I did with a former student of mine, actually in August of 2017. So he was entering his junior year of high school. He's now going to be a senior this school year. So I've held on to this interview for quite some time, and I feel like it's the perfect episode to start the season off with because it gives us a great reminder and it gives us great hope about the power of our students. What our students are capable of doing when given the spark, the freedom, the platform to dive into something they're passionate about. So in this interview, you're going to hear from a student of mine named Ryan. And as you listen, it's hard to believe that at the time of the recording, he's only 16 years old. The way he speaks, his vision, what he's doing around the idea of leadership, and especially in politics, is just insane. Like, I can't even fathom where I was mentally when I was 16, and I know I wasn't at this level. So I wanted to give you that context that it is a former former recording but it holds so much value and the story of how we talk about leadership I think is a perfect fitting for episode one of this new season so I hope you enjoy please leave some feedback reach out let Ryan know what you think about him and without further ado let's dive into this podcast with Ryan Longenecker Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs, talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Aaron Mauer, outside the box thinker, here to teach each and every teacher how to tinker. Living on the edge of chaos, born insane. Listening to coffee chugs like happy for the boring. One of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born. Here to show the world that there's more here than corn. Chaos. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Coffee Chug, a.k.a. Aaron Maurer, and I'm here um, as part of the Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast, and, and as we're exploring in this little mini-series of the podcast, we're taking a look at leadership, and looking at leadership through a variety of different lenses of people who I think exemplify that very work and idea through the things that they're doing and modeling in the life that they live. Um, in this particular episode, I am really excited to bring on this particular person, um, one uh, um, I feel like I have a very invested interest in this in this young man as I had the opportunity to work with him for many years um, as an educator and coach um, and been able to just see him grow and develop and, and he's doing amazing things and I think the, the powerful piece in, into all of this is um, you know he's still a student and yet making it happen and so I'm going to have him introduce himself here in just a minute but um, before we get into that just as, as you're listening you know we can't thank you enough for the listening and, and taking in and you know as you listen to the podcast and hear the ideas don't hesitate to reach out leave comments questions feedback and all that great stuff so um Enough of that. Ryan, why don't we start off, and why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? All right. Well, uh, thank you, first, uh, for having me on. And uh, my name is Ryan Longenecker. Uh, I am 16 years old. I'm a junior at Bettendorf High School. And I've uh, known Mr. Maurer since I was in fourth grade, so we've been uh, working together for a very long time. But uh, 
I'm involved in a lot at school. I do student council, raising student voice participation. I play three sports. Um, but also outside of school, I'm really involved in uh, politics. Uh, that's definitely my love. But then also the student voice movement. So I'm currently the president of the Iowa Student Learning Inst- Learning Institute, which is uh, a 501c3 nonprofit uh, located here in Iowa. So uh, we do a lot of work around uh revolutionizing Iowa's approach to education through the power of student voice, and that's by empowering students uh, to rise up and take part in their own education by deciding how they want that education to look. So I think that's kind of uh, the big the big piece that uh, I am involved in. Yeah, it's just even just listening to you explain all the stuff you do, it's even hard to imagine that you're only 16 and it's just the, the opportunities and things that you're doing is already, is really, really exciting. And I want to make sure we take some time to dive into that. Um, but I, I brought you in on, on this episode because I do believe that you uh, exemplify the word uh, and the, the definition of, of a leader. And so um, I'd like to ask you just that, how would you define the word leadership? I would define the word leadership, uh, as or or leader as uh, someone who stands out, I would say, and it doesn't have to mean that they're the loudest voice in the room or that they are, you know, the biggest person or the smartest. It can be you can be a leader in multiple ways, but I think it's somebody who drives other people to their passions and really empowers them to make a difference. That's what I've seen as as leadership qualities is somebody who makes other people better. It's not about you being the best one. It's about empowering other people to make that change. You know, that's a lot of what I do is speaking to other people and trying to empower them to rise up. And I think that's really what leadership is about is not caring about you being the the main person in as a as a leader but rather as in uh, making other people uh, rise up yeah and i think that's a spot-on definition and i think everybody would completely agree with, with how you define that and so i think it's, it's it's one of those definitions that i think is some pretty pretty easy to define and so Diving into that a little bit more as, as you're president of this Iowa Student Learning Institute and you're involved in lots of different capacities within your school and, and life and family, what's your process to make that work for you? Meaning, like, so we can define it, but like, how do you go about doing those things, um, all those things that you've, you've put into that definition? Um, you know, I don't know if there's a there's a defined process there. I think the driving thing that keeps me doing what I do is coming back to that word of passion. Um, You know, I don't do anything because, oh, it'll make me look better for college or, oh, it will get me, you know, connections or whatever it might be. I do it because of the passion that I have for it. And I think that's kind of my process of how I'm able to continue to be a leader is, uh, being so caring so much about something that I'm able to continue doing it. And I mean, you know, it's definitely not a organized process. Uh, there are times where I am stressed beyond belief and it, as many of us are at times and we just want to give up, but then it comes back to that. Well, I really care about it. And also kind of that, if I don't do it, who else will? 
And uh, so I think that's kind of my process is when I'm deciding on what to go after is uh, how passionate about something am I? Yeah, I love that. And that seems to be a, a reoccurring theme through everyone that I'm talking about. It keeps coming back to this, this passion that's kind of that fuel to make it happen. And as you talk about that, then maybe this is a little bit of your answer already, but I still think it's one that's, that that's important to answer. Um, is like, so, so Ryan, you, you're a student and being an educator, I see so many kids that I, you can just see that they would, they wish they had the courage to be a leader. You can, you know, that they have something that they're interested in. Maybe it's not to the point of passion. Like how have you been able to rise above and I don't mean rise above as if you're better, but but rise above like the mindsets of of, of students, um, or maybe and being a kid to stand out a little bit and, and not fall, you know, kind of prey to just blending in with the the, the peer pressures of, of trying to grow up and and fit in and you know and, and and all those things that that kids deal with on a daily basis, especially in middle school and it's, you know I'm sure I've never taught in the high school, but I'm sure it's no different there. Like, how have you been able to kind of step aside from that and, and, and still go, you know, I, I'm better than this. I have something that, that, that I really want to share with the world. Like, how have you been able to overcome that? Um, you know, as I said, the, the first step is having that passion to start it. But then uh, there are tricks that you learn uh, in order to get through that. So you might have the passion, but as you said, a lot of students are really scared to be out and about, you know, in, in front of a public face like that. So maybe start off with small things, you know, doing stuff in the in the dark, uh, participating in things where maybe you don't tell people at school about it. Um, that's one thing that will help you get started and get into whatever movement you're looking to get into. But then eventually you just have to build, you have to learn the skills and just build kind of a wall. I mean, for sure, just about every day that I'm in school, I get called a nerd because the kids know I'm at home watching political uh, shows and listening to the news and reading books that, I mean, you know, just no other students are reading. Uh, and that's the kind of work I do. So you eventually just have to realize that, hey, I really care about this. And yeah, a ton of other kids aren't going to, but the most successful people in life were people that decided to stand out and decided to not just blend in. So you really just have to take a chance. And yeah, it's going to be terrifying. I mean, there are times that I definitely was scared when, you know, I thought, wow, I'm really not blending in. But I think at some point I just decided, you know, this is who I am and that's how it's going to be. And nobody else is going to tell me different. So I think you just really have to kind of keep that mindset in your head until it eventually just becomes ingrained in your head. Uh, because then at that point, it's just, you fly and you take off with it. Yeah. And I think in the end that comes back to, I think to having that passion for what it is that you're invested in where it's, it's never easy, but you're able to kind of build up those walls and kind of build that tough skin. I was just listening to a podcast with an author, and he said he was rejected 109 times before he got his first book book published. And I was just thinking, you know, like, oh, my gosh, how did he not just throw in the towel? You know, like like 109 yeah. rejections is brutal. But, you know, but he, he caught, kept coming back to the idea of passion. I think you hit on that in, in, in your previous answer that, you know, if, if you weren't passionate about this work – you know, you, you probably would have waved in the town and, and tried to, you know, blend in and find those things. And so I think that that piece is in, 
important as once we have something, you know, to not let other people stop us for the goals that, that we're definitely trying to pursue. And so what is your wow project right now? So I know you've done a ton of different things, but in this moment, or maybe if you look to the school year, what's that wow project that, that, that you're trying to uh, achieve? Um, I would say that I have two wow projects um, from two different places. Um, the first wow project comes from the Iowa Student Learning Institute. So for the past, the Iowa Student Learning Institute is moving. This is our fifth year of existence. Um, so it's a big year for us and a big milestone. But for the past four years, we've been really focused on advocacy of student voice, on just saying, yes, students have a voice and students matter. But the thing is, is that voice only goes so far. Talking only gets to a certain point and then people just stop listening or they stop, you know, getting involved or whatever it may be. It only gets to a certain point. So then we decided that we needed to bring in some action. So we created this plan called Power of Voice. And Power of Voice is going to be a grassroots movement across Iowa. So it's going to be student action teams that are going to be built in at the high school level. And these teams are going to be student-run, student-led, with one or two teacher advisors and a connection to the administration purely for help, not to run this group's agenda. So the students will choose as a body what issues they want to focus on in their school and in their community. And then they will work together along with their school officials and with local legislators and local community officials in order to make those things happen. So it might be that the school isn't getting enough funding from the state, so they want to change that. So they go and they work with legislators to see what they can do to get their school more funding. It might be that they don't like a certain policy within their school and they want to you know, kind of lobby their administrators on how to change that. Um, so that's going to be the, what we want because we want to give the power to the students. The Iowa Student Learning Institute is nonpartisan. We don't have an agenda besides empowering students to make their own change. So we're trying to give the tools to students in order for them to make the changes that they want to see happen because it's not that students don't have the ability to do it. It's that they don't have the platform right now. They don't know how to get started. So we're trying to change that by giving them this platform and saying, hey, take it and run with it. Do what you want. We don't care, but just do something. Right. So, you know, that's, I think, the first big wow project that I'm going to be working on. We're launching Power of Voice very, very soon. So so as you're working on, on this project and, and any sort of project that you're, you, you know, that you've worked on in the past and what you're talking about now sounds very exciting and I can't wait to see how it develops. How do you, how do you as a leader go about building enrollment? So you have this vision, you know, you've got your, obviously through, through, through that network and, and the Iowa Student Learning Institute, you have other like-minded people who are just as passionate. But as you started, you talked about spreading out throughout the state. So what has worked for you to, to build this enrollment um, where people want to join the cause? Because in, in order to, to, to be a leader, you know, you've got to have people that are that, that are following, um, not that they're of, of lesser value by any means. But, you know, if, if you're only running a campaign for yourself, you know, you're not a leader. So so how have you been able to or, or your group of people, because I know that you can't do it alone, been able to bring people on board to the student voice movement? Um, it's a lot of networking. That's really what it is. Networking is that's what um, I personally within the organization do a lot of is a lot of networking. So, for example, um, 
we got invited after our uh it was actually the day uh, the same day as our third event of the year, the the Student Voice Rally up at up in Des Moines, we got invited to an XQ America Changemaker session, and it was the first one that they were hosting. And so I, along with there were about four other people uh, from different groups that presented, but I presented and pitched our Power of Voice project to a group of community officials. There were school board members there. There were teachers there were you know just a wider range of community officials there and so i pitched this to them and after the pitches we all kind of talked and i met the des moines public school uh school superintendent dr thomas ahart and we ended up collaborating it looks like we're going to get five to six power voice groups started there and we were talking with uh, some people from the Greater Des Moines Partnership and people from uh, Community Youth Concepts. So there were just we got a lot of connections there, and it's just by talking, just by having people listen to our message and hearing that they get interested. So I think you know, and then we also presented to a group of teachers from the Iowa Jobs for American Growth, uh, and then. From that stemmed a teacher that emailed me to go and come present to her classroom. So I just yesterday went over to United Township and presented to three of her classes on Power of Voice. And some of the kids were kind of, you know, oh, hey, that's kind of a cool idea. So it's just getting that seed planted. And so it's really just talking to people. That's, I mean, that's how you bring people into movement. It's not through marketing. It's not through, you know, marketing is great, but just that face-to-face contact is really what gets people on board. Yeah. So as you're out there, you're, you're sharing the story, you're sharing the vision, you're connecting with people, you're trying to make all that stuff happen, try to get that enrollment. Um, when, when you face those setbacks or you face the people that maybe aren't on board or um, how, how have you been able to sustain your passion? So I think a lot of times you see a lot of people get really excited about an idea or a concept and they go and they're ready to share it out with the world. They get it out to the world and no one's interested or people tell them it's a bad idea or, or whatever the things might, might happen. You know, as, as you continue on this journey to, to build this capacity and continue to scale, you know, where I remember when things started, you know, students were beyond ecstatic just to have student voice even be on, on you know, as a talking point, and now we're moving into agency and action, as you've talked about, how have you been able to sustain that when you face those obstacles and roadblocks of, of people not supporting it or acting like they're excited and then you don't get, get, get that follow through? Like, how have you been able to deal with continuing to move forward? Um, you know, sometimes it's sometimes for me personally, it takes somebody else to just say, hey, you remember who you are. That is honestly what happens a lot. You know, there have been definitely nights where it's just been a grind on power of voice. And I've said, you know, oh, my goodness, I just I don't know if this is ever going to happen. Like (laughs) our goal, our goal is to have, you know, our goal is called the 99 county plan, which I, you know, kind of took from Chuck Grassley's 99 county tour in that we want a power voice group in all of Iowa's 99 counties. And that's a big task. So it's just some days it's it's such a big task that, you know, it's it just overwhelms you and you just want to sit on the floor at 2 a.m. in the morning and go, I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to be done. But then when you text that, you know, I text somebody and I rant to them and say, oh my gosh, I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. And then they say, okay, but you've been working on this for three or four years. Just think of that and think of how many students you've inspired and how many students 
that can't do what you're doing right now because they just they don't have that mindset or they just haven't been brought into the movement. So if you if it weren't for people like me who are empowered by the student voice movement so far, if it's not for us, then nobody else is going to get to where we are. So, you know, and then that kind of wakes you up. So I think a lot of times it's just people picking me back up. Um, sometimes it's, you know, just somehow finding that motivation again. Sometimes it's going to bed and saying, all right, I just need to quit for tonight and pick it back up tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it is really hard to stay passionate about something, especially when, when you've been working on it for four years straight. Um, you know, progress progress and change take a long time. You know, it's, it's little by little, it really doesn't happen fast. Uh, so yeah, it can, it can be a long haul, but you just, that's why I really think that that passion piece is key because otherwise you'll burn out. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think you hit on a a key point there that, that change in progress is, is never overnight. Like we're sometimes led to believe I was in a, just a a training today that corresponds with that. And they were, we were talking about, change across the state and a lot of things we're trying to do and just talked about how we have to be patient and it's it's little bit by little bit and they compared it to you know trying to change your individual habits what's something that you've, you've been trying to change <laughs> yourself and how hard that is you know like for me it's trying to get back on the, the swing of running consistently and exercising and I, and I never thought of it that way like man I've been struggling to get back to where I was for a long time like and then I sit here and, and gripe about the bigger system I'm like I'm just one person I can't change you know like so it just it, there is that you know that you got to just keep grinding through because you know we're not it's not hollywood where we can watch a movie and in two hours you know the world's been saved and so um you know so you've talked a lot about the things you're doing the 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 amount of time you mentioned it's taking three to four years to get things moving and so so someone's listening in students adults educators parents whoever is, is, is chiming in on this going holy cow this is a 16 year old doing amazing things like and, and and they're thinking, okay, it's time for me to step up and, and lead and, and whatever their, their passion area is. Where would someone get started if they're sitting there going, okay, it's time for me to, to step up? Like what's what are, what are those first manageable steps to kind of dab their toe and, and, and stepping up and going, it's time for me to be a leader? I think uh, the really important mindset to have is that you don't have to always reinvent the wheel. So if you're thinking, you know, I want to be a leader on, uh, you know, X issue. So yesterday when I went when I went to UT, one of the one of the things that when we were talking about community problems that they wanted to solve, uh, one of the things that came up was gun violence. So let's say you're really wanting to be a gun violence advocate. Well, gun violence has been talked about for years upon years. It's not something that's kind of newer like student voice. So. The first thing is find out, do I have to reinvent the wheel? Do I really have to start something? Or is there already something out there that I can join? Um, because if you can join something, then you can get more involved as you you know, join that movement. So I think that's the first thing is, yeah, it can, it can look really scary just saying, I've never done anything like this before, and I don't know where to start. Well, just look up, you know what groups are fighting for the issue that you are trying to fight for um and then contact that group that's i think probably something that's really important to do is find a group who's already established because many times you don't have to do it yourself and then maybe later you want to start your own group that fights for that certain issue maybe you create a splinter group that focuses on something different um 
you know, maybe the group you join is a 501c3, but then you want to create a 501c4 so you can lobby, you know, uh, there are definitely different ways to do that. But that and then I think being really informed about the topic that um, you care about, uh, knowing the history of how that issue has come about. You know, that's what I do a lot when I really like politics and I want to become a politician at some point. So the issues that I really care about, I read up on the history of how those issues came to be um, and study that because it makes me more informed. And then that also drives my passions to solve that. So uh, when you're talking about getting involved, I think knowing about where that issue has come from and then just trying to find small steps on how to get involved is really important. Yeah, I think that's a a great piece of advice that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I think there's there's so many things out there, and obviously with the internet and, and social media, no one has an excuse to not start to make those contacts and, and make those things happen. So I think that's that's some invaluable advice. I think a lot of times we think we have to create something from scratch, brand new, when there might be something right there that we could be part of and kind of learn the system before we're ready to kind of maybe branch on our own. Um, so I think that's that that's awesome. So let's jump into the speed round here because I want to be respectful of your time. And, and you already mentioned a little bit. You already um, kind of segued our way a little bit in, into my first speed round question. Um, and the first question I have for you is, what are you reading right now or what's something that you've read currently? Um, right now, currently, what I'm reading is uh, a, colony, a Colony in a Nation uh, by Chris Hayes. And it's about uh, the history of criminal justice reform and how our criminal justice system has come to be currently because it's really broken, especially with, you know, it is so severely um, against the African-American population, especially young black men. Um, And how do we change that? And there are uh, people on both sides of the aisle, on both the left and the right, that agree on how to fix this. So why isn't it being fixed yet? Um, so it's been – it's really interesting. I'm not done with it. But that's a book that I found um, incredibly interesting about politics. And another one that uh, I've read recently uh, was called This Town uh, and has a really long title after it. But it was by, uh, I think, Mark Leibovich, who's the um, – uh, chief uh, political correspondent at the New York Times. But it just it's kind of an insider's view of what happens in Washington. It's more of a fun read, uh, but it kind of tells you about how broken the, the system is currently. So those two are some really interesting books that I've been reading currently. Yeah, some nice light reading on your summer uh, break, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, if you had to gift one book to someone what what would it be so what's your what's your go-to book if if someone was looking for a recommendation or you're going to just give one away what's that one book you go with Ooh, um wow that's a hard one you know i think uh i think when we're talking about being a leader and also just with um i think in general being a citizen an active citizen uh with me being involved with the citizen university youth collaboratory uh, the man who started that, Eric Liu, wrote a book called You're More Powerful Than You Think. And uh, I read it, and it's an incredible book about uh, reviving citizen power. And it's just, you know, not even – it's not even just about politics. It's just you being a citizen of this country. How are you active as a person, as a citizen? 
not necessarily a legal citizen, but just as the person who lives in the community, how are you active in the community and making it better? And I think it's got some really good tips. So I think that would definitely be a book that I would gift. I'm going to have to check that one out. I'm going to have to add that to the Amazon cart. Uh, <laughs> so who is uh, one person everyone listening in on this episode should should go follow? One person everyone should go follow. Oh, Man, I could just give tons of Twitter names that <laughs> I know. I know. I know you probably have a could, get, could give give a laundry list, but if someone's going, you got you got to reduce. I'll, I'll let you go too if you want to go too. Oh, I would go follow. Oh, <sighs> hmm. I would go follow. Dang, this is a very hard one. Let's let's go with. <laughs> Let's go with some people. Um, I'm going to say one person to follow, Heather McGee. Uh, I met her uh, from Citizen University, and she's an awesome person uh, and is very, very good at thinking just about some of the problems that we face today. And another person that I would say go follow would be, I'm going to say Eric Liu. Uh, Just, I really... Eric is a really cool person, and he, I think, has some incredible ideas that if we take to the world, uh, it'll make this country even better and just fix some of the things that uh, are really broken about our country. Awesome. I'll have to go check both of those out. This one here, I took uh, – well, all these questions have probably come from other podcasts I've listened to, but this one I know I can – I know where the credit's coming from. It comes from Tim Ferriss, but this is my favorite question. What is your spirit animal? <laughs> what is my spirit animal uh you know most people would say that uh would probably give me giraffe just because of longenecker but um i would say that my spirit animal would probably more be a person rather than an animal and i think maybe my spirit animal would be mm, it's going to be somebody political, I'll tell you that, just because that's <laughs> that's me. Uh, it would probably be uh, Bernie Sanders, because I feel like at times I act like an old grandpa, um, but also <laughs> have sass. So I feel like that's what Bernie is a little bit. So I think that would be my spirit animal, would be Bernie Sanders. Uh, yeah, for sure. There it is. Any final thoughts or last nuggets of wisdom that we didn't uh, get time to address that you want to make sure everybody gets uh, a chance to hear from you? Um, I think just uh, one of the quotes that I really love is be the change you want to see in the world. And that's really, I really take that to heart as one of my kind of core values. And I think that's something that everybody should focus on because there's just a lot of, there's a lot of apathy in our world right now. Um, and people just not caring about the problems that we face, uh, get involved, do something about it because, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. The amount of inactivity that we have right now, 51% of the, uh, possible electoral vote, you know, only 51% of eligible voters voted in the last presidential election and congressional elections are even lower than that. You know, so people are involved in politics and people aren't involved in their community. Uh, 
people aren't involved in school. Students are very apathetic towards school. It's just an I don't care attitude. So just find something to care about. It doesn't have to be everything, but find one issue that just really bugs you and go fight for it. Because if we everybody did that and had one issue to fight for, man, we would make a lot of change and really quick. So that's my word of advice is get involved and be the change you want to see in the world. That's awesome. And I think that's a, a perfect place to uh, bring this uh, podcast to a close. Ryan, I, I, every time I talk to you and get a chance to, to see and speak with you, I, I become more and more um, um, of a, a fan of your work and a fan of your vision. And it's always, as I tell people a lot of times, when I, when I get a chance to, to share the work that you and, and other students have done, you, you forget sometimes that you guys are are still kids. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, like holy cow, you're, you don't, you don't conduct yourself like 16 year olds and, and, and young men. And it's, it's just amazing to see the, the promise of, of, of the future. It's, it's exciting. I think with, as a lot of things in, in media and things share and discuss, we, we lose sight of a lot of the amazing things happening with our youth. And, and you are, you are one of those many faces that are, that are making that stuff happen. So um, I can't thank you enough for your time and, and for being a leader, a, a leader of the youth and a leader of the future in the communities. And we'll make sure that we'll take, take a chance to be able to follow along on your journey. And so um, before we bring this to complete close, where can people find you, um, Ryan, and, and the work that you're doing? We'll make sure we get it all linked in, in the show notes. But uh, if people want to learn more about you and, and the work that you're doing, where can they go? Um, yeah, you can find me personally on Twitter at Longenecker Ryan, and you can find Iowa SLI uh, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram uh, at Iowa SLI, or go to their website, uh, iowasli.org. So that's uh, all the information will be on, on all there. So. Awesome. Ryan, it's been a pleasure. We'll make sure we get all that stuff linked in the show notes as well as all the books and people that you referenced. And um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was a great conversation.